Allison, you uh, you a fan mm-hmm. of foxes? Oh, uh, I I like I yeah, they're pretty cute. Like Fennec or like yeah, cute little guys, like yeah. little red foxes. You know, always oh. getting up to trouble. Yeah, uh, uh, always like, like you know, tails. Yeah, exactly. Like tails, the fox just kind of run around jumping. You, you ever seen those videos of like a fox jumping into a snow drift? Oh, I love that one where they just yeah. like dive. They're so cute. Yeah, you ever seen like video games where you're a little fox with a with a stick you're swinging around and you go uh explore a little overworld uh and you you're uh lied to left and right and you have to discover everything about the game because it won't tell you are you talking about tunic i am talking about tunic i haven't played tunic <laughs> oh you should play tunic oh. i know that's the that's the conceit like, of the show yeah that's the sh- <laughs> i have been obsessed with tunic for so long i have been bursting at the seams ready to tell someone about it uh, because it it gave me an experience playing video games that i haven't had in such a long time and that is very intentional i think i actually own tunic (laughs) yeah well you probably it is uh it is on the game pass as well which is i think that's where i got it yeah yeah exactly um so nobody here has an excuse to not play it hey (laughs) <laughs> unless you don't have game pass in which case that's understandable but you should probably get game pass because it's like literally unlimited free games exactly well, um but, free at the 15 bucks a month yeah and they can rotate them out but whatever yeah um uh but yes let me go ahead and start at the beginning uh tunic was made uh just a little bit over a year ago i believe in march uh in 2022 um it was uh started as a solo project uh by andrew shoulders which I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce that. Andrew, I'm terribly sorry if it's not, um, but it it's should and then ice. So that's my best guess. Um, should ice. Should ice. Um, oh, yes. That can't be it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I know. I apologize. Apologies. We like your work. Yes. Love it. Uh, big fan. Um, but yeah, uh, as Andrew kept working on this, he realized, oh, this is, this is going to be a, a little bit bigger Uh, than I thought it was going to be, and it's turning out really well. Uh, This was one of those games where, as the developer started working on it, they posted it uh, on the internet, Twitter, and I don't think TikTok was around at the time, but things like that. Um, And the audience immediately loved it and jumped on it and started submitting ideas, and he realized, hey, this is going to be a a bigger deal than I thought it was. Let's bring on a whole team. Uh, So there ended up being this group called Isometricorp Games, uh, which is fitting because Tunic the game is a an isometric kind of top-down view, which is very important to how the game plays. Um, it was published originally by Finji, who I didn't realize until looking it up for this episode, uh, also published games like Night in the Woods and Chicory. Um, they, they publish a lot of uh, what looks like cutesy games that still have a lot of depth and uh, a lot of substance to them. Um, and... Oh boy, does Tunic have substance to it. There is so much going on in Tunic that you have no idea about when you start the game. So Tunic is a, it's just a single player game, but it's on every, you know, modern console, the the new Xbox, the new PlayStation, computer, PC, Steam, Game Pass, whatever. Uh, It's on all those. So you can, you can probably find it anywhere if you play video games. Yeah. Um, uh, And it is, uh, sort of an homage to old school like NES Legend of Zelda style games uh, where you are just sort of thrown into this world. And it's a very beautiful, colorful, kind of cute world, um, but it is vast and it is not friendly and you are not told what <laughs> you are or what you should be doing or where you're supposed to go. And it just says, all right, kid, figure it out. 
Oh, so it's like OG OG Zelda. <laughs> yes, very much. Uh, the the graphics are are not quite OG Zelda. In fact, it's no. a very like stylized, smooth, polygonal, uh, very just adorable really game pretty. to look at. All the style decisions in Tunic. It's a it's a beautiful game. There is one thing adding to that beauty that I think is really cool. From a, this is probably going to be a very specific to me. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Um, yeah. The freaking map is hand drawn. Yes. That's so sick. It's so pretty. That's so cool. Yeah, that kind of leads into the next part here where the game also has an important system in there where in the game there is a fictional instruction booklet like you used to get with old video games. You would buy it physically and it would have this instruction booklet with it that you would read through and would kind of give you some context for the game, but uh, not quite. Um, But that's, that's here in this game. And not only is that booklet here digitally for you to look through, it is critically important to how you understand the game. Uh, Because again, you like most of the text that you find in the world on signs and stuff like that, you won't be able to read some of it. You can little bits and pieces, the important stuff, but a lot of the way you learn how the game works at all is by finding pieces of these instructions in the world and then reading through them like you're actually reading an instruction booklet. Um, and the more of those you get, the more of this like grand puzzle of how the world works begins to fit together. It's so creative and so genius. I've never seen anything like it in a game before. That is super cool. Um I you said that and my brain went nuts and then I looked on Fangamer and they have a hardcover version of the instruction booklet and there's a deluxe edition that comes with a physical version of it that is really mm-hmm. cool. Um but I that is that is I think my biggest complaint with modern day gaming like legitimately is that there's no instruction booklet or pack in with the game. There used to be such cool art little books, instructions, all sorts of neat little things that came in the box of the game. And that isn't a thing anymore. And so many indie games do that right. Like when I got Stardew Valley, the physical copy, it comes with a little booklet that gives you like tips and tricks about the game. It tells you like what people like and don't like. It tells you uh, like what the different seasons are and what veggies or what forageables are around. It tells you like little things about the game that I think are neat. Same thing with a little, no, not little gator game. What was the, it's like gator story or something like that. Uh, Oh, I I think it's later alligator. There's Um, so many alligators in video games nowadays. We love to see it, but sometimes it's a lot Um, for me to remember in my tiny human brain. It is later alligator. Um, It comes with a uh, little fold up pack in thing. Um, And it's like a news article because it's a mystery game. It's a news article about the mystery that you'll be solving. And it's really cute, very silly, super cheeky. It's just one little page that's folded up and put in the box. But that makes such a makes such a better experience in my opinion like bring that stuff back but i love that this game does it digitally because there wasn't a physical release but now there's a physical release um, yes and it um, comes with it and that's cool yes also do not read the instruction booklet um it is a full spoiler uh, okay. until you finish the game do not like literally the first page of the instruction booklet is the one you ideally get last um oh, and it is yeah, it, it it ends with the like, oh, so you found every page. Congratulations. Here's the final thing you should do. So don't if you okay, intend to play okay. this game, don't actually read through the physical instruction booklet. 
uh, just because that's part of the experience is going through this game and finding those pieces. Uh, that's but, fair, but also like it's neat. Yes, exactly. And once you do, absolutely, it's got beautiful artwork in there. It, it's very well put together. Um, and it was inspired by uh, Andrew, who agrees with you, who uh, remembers fondly that time when video games came with those booklets. Um, but this was specifically inspired by uh, Andrew's lack of reading ability and lack of context <laughs> while reading through game manuals like this. When like when a very small child, uh, I believe Metroid 2 uh, was specifically name dropped as like, oh, yeah, I was a little kid playing this game and trying to read through the booklet to understand it. I didn't know how to read everything, and so I could only pick out some of the words on the page, but I loved the pictures, uh, and that experience was taken over into this and turned into this whole creative, like, you-learn-as-you-go style of game. That is super neat. I really love that that is, like, a large part of the inspiration for, like, the actual gameplay or, like, at least story elements of this game, because, like... I've I've got a lot of very similar experiences of like I was playing Pokemon before I could read and I had no idea what was going on but I liked a lot of the little cute monsters so yeah. we figured it out but uh yeah that's such a that's such a relatable experience for mm. I guess our generation mm-hmm. um and I love that that is a that someone made a game around that that's really neat that is really yeah. really cool yeah and it it goes even further than that because this game loves to hide everything from you uh critical actions that your character can perform you don't learn about until maybe halfway through the game um (laughs) even even the size of the game i remember i booted this game up for the first time and kind of looked around the world around me looked at the map that it gave me to start with just one page Mm -hmm. in the middle of the this fictional instruction booklet and i was like oh wow this this game doesn't seem very big it'll be over pretty quick and my friend who was on the video call with me watching me play just kind of chuckled to himself because he knew oh that God. is absolutely not true. Um, uh, game Pass has how long to beat built into it. I just looked at how long this game is. Uh, just for the main story alone, it's like 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah, it's a game to sink your teeth into. And that just keeps going. That. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the isometric uh, camera angle of the game is important. Uh, And that's because the game has so many hidden paths and secrets in it and different things that you won't be able to find uh, unless you poke at the edges of every room. You inspect everything. You run under everything um, because it could turn out, oh, I thought I couldn't go here, but it's because the room above me was kind of broken off. And Mm. I I thought this was a ledge, but really there's it it was a ledge in the room above me so I can escape under here. Or, oh, I couldn't see the room behind this waterfall. Of course, there's a hidden room behind a waterfall. That's a gaming staple at this point. Of course. There's a waterfall without a room. Like, mm. Yeah, exactly. Why even have a waterfall? Exactly. Um, (laughs) But but no, there are so many secrets hidden here. And you need those secrets to be able to understand what's going on and to be able to progress through the game. Um, I know this will put us on a two-episode streak of comparing games to Dark Souls, and I promise it's not (laughs) very much like Dark Souls, but it has some uh, environments where you will go through it, and then you'll make it to some branch in the environment. You come around, and you realize, oh, this is where I was at the start of the game. I found a route to be able to make it through to to like kind of shortcut ahead to where I was in the game. Um, But unlike Dark Souls, uh, they're hidden in plain sight. If you know where you're going, like on a second playthrough of this game, 
you can jump around to places you normally wouldn't be able to get almost immediately because so much of the game is not like, oh, I need this item to unlock this next area to go. There is a lot of that in there, but that's mm-hmm. not the main idea. The main idea is you literally just didn't see this, but it was always there. You just had to play through this other section of the game to get to the point where you know what to look for and how to see it. Interesting. I love games like that. Uh, Also, I would like to state for the record, my mention of Dark Souls was sarcastic. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Uh, However, you did say it, and that that holds us to the curse. Yeah, that does. That does. (laughs) Um, uh, I do love games, and I said this last time, but like anything that makes you just look at a game in a different way or like, you have to like look from a different perspective and you kind of unlock things or games that play with fixed camera angles in a really interesting or playful way. Mm. If you have a fixed camera angle, play with that stuff. Don't, don't just let that exist. Cause I, I feel like there's so much you can really do it with that. That is so creative. Um, I love games that play with that. Uh, but yeah, that, that this game sounds really neat. Yeah, and it it also plays with the story in a similar way, not quite as uh, obsessively uh, deceptive and and hidden and twisted, um, Mm -hmm. but it it does present to you things uh, at the beginning of the game that don't really make a lot of sense or that you just kind of take for granted as, oh, that's some interesting design element or some character that just seems like it plays on a stereotype. Uh, where as you move through the game and learn more, you realize, oh, there was actually a lot of meaning behind this mechanic that I didn't even give a second thought to. Uh, And that also continues throughout the whole game. Um, There's not much of Tunic that you could really talk about without spoiling it. Uh, Hmm. It's really hard to talk about games like these. Uh, my, My mind flashes back to games like Undertale, where knowing the central conceit of the game is like the reason you play it, like figuring out what the mystery is behind all of it um, means that you've had to play through the whole game to get there. And so I want too much more about like what makes tunic unique because you really do have to experience it for yourself. Um, But I will say the final puzzle that you have to get through to get to the final ending, the like the, the real credits roll um is absolutely buck wild it takes everything you've learned up to that point to be able to even understand what to start doing like you will you will get to what you think is the end of the game and it just casually one of the instruction booklet pages you get throws in there oh by the way there's this whole other method of interacting with the world that you've just been blind to that we you just you you foolish little child we have just begun to crack open how this game works and then from there you have to piece through everything you've learned every booklet page you've picked up uh you're i, I literally looked like a crazy detective staying <laughs> up in the morning uh, with literal physical notes spread out across my room i was oh, writing wow. things down in pen on the back of like napkins Uh, trying to plot out what the game was trying to tell me and what all these different clues and how they fit together uh, all these all these different little ciphers and puzzles until finally finally you figure out what it is that you're supposed to do you go to the place where you're supposed to do it you get to the end 
And when I tell you I was in tears, the the ending of this game wraps up so beautifully and so simply that it's, it seems obvious like it should have the whole time. But I was openly weeping uh, while the final credits were rolling. Um, and okay. I, I can't give more of a heartfelt recommendation for a game than that. Yeah, no, I I will I will be picking this game up like 100 percent. You you have succeeded. I will I will play the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it feels like it, it's kind of redundant at this point. But just as a as a little wrap up, um, it's it's a even if you aren't focusing on all the puzzles and even if you don't get through all the way to the end, it's a beautiful game. It has such an amazing soundtrack that goes with it as well. Uh, that that builds on it just like the the story does uh somehow the music always perfectly matches the moment you're in in the game um and it's just a a beautiful intriguing uh captivating mystery of a game uh that had me hooked through the through the whole thing uh and that's why i think you should play this game (laughs) yeah no that's (laughs) Uh, genuinely one of my favorite games that i've played in several years and a a a high contender for one of my favorites of all time uh, because it just it makes you engage with it on such a deep level that so many other games don't even bother asking you to get to that's really neat. I I love games that make you experience like experience the world in a little bit of a different way, and then like come away from it with such a changed perspective on gaming as a like as a medium almost mm-hmm. of like just like I didn't even know games could do that kind of shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I I had no concept of how this game was going to work when I first started. I I honestly just thought like, oh, okay, another kind of Legend of Zelda clone, but a lot of people think it's really cute and the the combat's kind of nice. Uh so I'll I'll check it out. It fellas, it's so much more than that. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I I have yet to emotionally recover. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, while I go to the ER to fix my heart, uh I have been James. I have been Allison. And we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.